am excited. So this is the 20 questions game thing. Do you remember these? I do. I do remember those. Yes. I did play it and it did guess my animal. It did. It couldn't Rude. guess manatee or mantis shrimp. I tried those ones on it and they it couldn't guess those. Yeah. Did you try pelican? Uh, no, I didn't. We can try pelican though later. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like it pelican. would be like a fun little, at the very end, we can like see if the 20 questions ball can guess it or like once in a while instead of like trivia or something, we can use the 20 questions ball <laughs> and see if it can guess our animal. Cool. Because I feel like it would be fun. Because be we fun. learn about them. It's true. Yeah. See if it can guess it. Because they're like oddly very smart. They are. They have but a lot of information. They do. So, But we do some weird animals, so it'd be interesting. It's true. Hello, animal lovers. Welcome to the Animal Facts Podcast. I'm Nicole. And I'm Jayla. We just want to remind everyone that we are not professionals, just animal enthusiasts. We love learning about them, talking about them, and discovering new ones. And all the crazy things that they can do. There are so many animals out there, and they are all so different. If we are misinformed, please email us at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com so we can correct ourselves. Some of the things we say may also just be our opinions. So just a reminder, we are enthusiasts, not professionals. Thanks Thanks for for joining joining us. us. Enjoy! Well, welcome animal lovers to the Animal Facts Podcast. I'm Nicole. And I'm yawning. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Jayla. (laughs) Excellent. And we're just gonna jump on into it because why not? (laughs) Why not? So first things first, personal question. Jayla, what do you have for me today? Okay, my personal question is kind of long, but it's... Oh. I want you to use an adjective, so a word that describes you, um, Mm -hmm. to describe yourself. But it has to start with the same letter as your first name. Oh. I know. These are like those icebreaker games. They're awful questions, right? They are. An adjective that describes me that starts with the letter N. I don't know. Nostalgic. Does that work? I like it. I'm a very nostalgic person. I like all of my nostalgic stuff. I like it. I also am very traditional, which in a way can make me nostalgic. (laughs) I was going to say, traditional does not start with an N. No, but like a lot of my holiday traditions and a lot of things I do is because I grew up doing them. And so... If people hang out with me from my specific family, then I would bring some nice nostalgia <laughs> to the mix because of my classic traditional ways of still doing things the way we did when I was like five. So I also just really like all of the nostalgia. <laughs> I don't know. It's the only thing I can think of other than like nifty or... <laughs> I don't feel like I'm nonchalant. (laughs) 
nauseating? Am I nauseating? I don't know. Are you nauseous? <laughs> no. Uh, I don't know enough. And I'm going to think of so many after this. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm going to be in my back pocket for future icebreakers. <laughs> What's your adjective? Um, the adjective that I came up with was jumpy. Ah, um, you are a jumpy person. Yeah, right? Jumpy spider. It's not very clever, but I feel like I'm <laughs> jumpy. I get scared easily. I jump at horror films. I jump when you scare me. I'm yes. kind of jumpy. You are you are jumpy. So. Like it's pretty accurate, but it's a good one. Yeah, thanks. I like it. It's a good question. <laughs> thanks. Did you ever have to do um like sentences where you had to use letters? I don't. I don't know. When we growing up, um, one of the assignments in like elementary school was to make a sentence, and all the letters had to be the same or all the words in the sentence had to start with the same letter and it had to be the letter that your name starts with so i had a whole sentence about like jayla is a jumpy jaguar a jealous jumpy jaguar or something like that um that's fantastic yeah it was annoying (laughs) that's what it was but uh i'm sure i have but not enough to remember yeah I feel like it would have had to been like Nicole's nine nugget nice newt. I don't know. <laughs> Nicole's nine nugget nice newt. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Nicole's nice newt nibbles nuggets. There we go. <laughs> Nibbling nugget. <laughs> nibbling a nugget you're a nugget nibbler cool <laughs> so weird you ready for your trivia i am i am i am all right this is what you've been waiting for for the last week or whatever it is okay what animal in order to protect itself from its environment has a third clear eyelid alpaca <laughs> I did find something that alpacas and this animal do share. Ooh, is it an eyelid? It is. I don't know. I I didn't look. It's something you don't else. No. Um, I don't know. I don't know what alpacas' eyelids are like. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, I'm sure we'll look one day. Question numero dos: What animals day of Celebration for their World Day lands on June twenty second. So June twenty second is World Blank Day. It's a mammal. Mm-hmm. And it has an A in it. And it has an A in it. Is it a giraffe? Nope. <laughs> um, and your third trivia question is what animal has been used in wars for ex- like as auxiliary forces to move equipment and also to ride? Elephants. Nope. You ready for your drum roll? Dang it. I'm ready. It's an alpaca. 
Here's an extra little something. They are known to scare horses because of their smell. So horses are like straight up scared of these animals because they smell so bad. Your face is just like pure confusion. A mouse, possum, skunk. None of those have A's in them. <laughs> True. Uh, it is a I don't know. camel. Oh. Oh. I was on the right track. I was thinking big, hooved alpaca. Yep. Camel. So when you We're guessed alpaca, you weren't that that far off. No, no. Because <laughs> alpacas and camels hooved. are related. Yeah. That makes sense. Something camels, that likes to spit. <laughs> yeah. Camels just have the hump. They do. Hump day. That was going to be like another hint I gave you was, what day is it today? Hump oh, day? I like it. I like it. <laughs> nice. Nice, nice. <laughs> Except for all of our listeners, it's Friday. True, true. So. We record on Wednesdays. <laughs> in case you weren't. We do. I, in case you were confused. <laughs> if that <Yeah>. wasn't clear. <laughs> okay. So, some general information about camels. Ignore the dogs. They're playing. <laughs> um, so... Alpacas are related to camels because they're in the same, they're either, it's the family or the order that they share, which is the camelidae is like the group it falls under, that name. Um, And then you can actually make camel llama hybrids, which are called camas. (laughs) What? Why? And it's a genetic hybrid between the two. Uh, they so there's your alpaca related facts. Thank you, I appreciate that. Oh You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so they camels have been used by humans for like numerous reasons, but most often it's to travel across the certain climates, very dry and inhabitable like nice. climates. Uh, camels can survive for long periods of time without food or water. They can easily carry an extra 200 pounds or more, depending on what website you look at, and can walk for about 20 miles a day through harsh desert Dang. climates. So if they weren't carrying 200 pounds, they could go further. But with the extra weight, they can't go quite as far. But that's why they work really well to be used as travel that for humans. Sense. Hence why they were also used for war animals. Um, camels also provide humans with food and wool. Camels are one of the most unique mammals on the planet. They can adapt perfectly to life in the desert where food and water are very scarce. The temperatures change rapidly from really, really hot to really, really cool. And they do just fine. And fun names that they're known by is they're known to be the ships of the desert. That's cool. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, Males are known as bulls, females are cows, babies are calves, and a group of camels is called a caravan, herd, flock, or train. A camel spit at me once. We were at the zoo to do a camel ride. 
and a camel spit at me. Okay, so the appearance of a camel, if you don't know. It's big. I had to burp. They are big. So they they do spit when they're in danger or feel threatened. Rude. Um, So they're large-hoofed animals, yes. They're cream to brown colored. They have short but thick fur. Which protects them, uh, protects their skin from the sun during the day, but also helps keep them warm at night when the temperatures drop. They have very long legs that keep them high above the ground because the ground is hot. Um, and they have two toes on each foot, and they're able to spread widely apart to prevent them from sinking into the sand, which that I think cool. is cool. Uh, the bottoms of their feet are also padded to help them when they're on rocky or stony regions. They have large eyes and nostrils, which give them good sight and smell. They have a double layer of eye, like long eyelashes, and they can also close their slit-like nostrils to protect them during oh, sandstorms. Cool. And they have. That is why they also have that clear um, eyelid, is to protect them from. Blowing sand. That's cool. mm-hmm. huh. Wait, so their third, did you say it's a third eyelid? Or it's an extra eyelid? Uh, what was your fact again? They have a third oh. clear eyelid that protects okay. them, their That's eyes, okay. from blowing it's an sand. an extra eyelid, but it is clear. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Also, they have. Yeah. It's a clear eyelid, so they can see, but they're protected. They have protected. sand shoes instead of snowshoes. They do have sand shoes. I love it. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's true. Um, so they can survive long periods of time without food or water because of their humps. Hump um, Which give them energy. So there's a misconception that people think their humps are they're full of not- water. No, it's yeah. fat. They store fat in their humps, and, like, the more fat they have, like, the bigger their humps get. Um, and it goes vertical, they think, over evolution. So then that way they have less, like, space for the sun to beat down on them so they don't huh. get as hot. Because if it stacks on top of them, then they're, like, less wide. They're huh. more tall. I didn't know that. So then there's less surface area like widthwise for the sun to that's absorb, clever. you know. Yeah, that's what they think is why they store the fat vertically in hump form. Did Did you learn about um, why their <clears throat> humps like fall over? Okay. Yes. Cool. Uh, it's it's not super common. It happens mostly if they um are starting to get really hungry or thirsty and they're like using their storage and so they're kind of losing that structure okay. so it's either too much or not enough so yeah it's i think usually not enough like they're using their store yeah their energy store sad so they're like losing it so it's like starting to like go away but i mean as long as they find food and water they'll be okay yeah yeah all right uh, what else? So, how big they are. There's two different types of camels, and for the most part, a lot of the stuff is the same. But we will, I will decipher the differences between the two. But there are two to three, it says, species of camel. 
And then at the very end, I do say that there's more, but these are the main camels okay. that we're going to talk I was gonna about. I going to say. And I might butcher how to say their names. That doesn't seem like a lot. I feel like there should be a lot of different species of camels. So, yeah. So, originally there was just, like, the two. There's, like, the one-humped camel, and then there's the two-humped oh. camel. And then over the years, people have, like, hybrid-bred them with, like, llamas and alpacas because those are, like, descendants of the camel. Mm. Um, and then they breed them with other, like, just like dogs. You can just kind of keep making new breeds. They're kind of doing that with camels for different things. And, like, they're starting to make camels for, like, camel races and speed mm. rather than distance and travel. Yeah. Um, Weird. But the Bactrian camel, so it grows to a shoulder height of 6 feet, which is 1.8 meters, and a body length of 10 to 11 feet, which is three or more meters um and then it's normally i found a few different things for its weight but the highest weight i found i don't know it depends on the website they all said different things so i just said it's from 1300 to 2000 pounds because some said more than 2000 and some also said a little Mm. less than 13 okay but the average was like 1300 pounds huh um so it's pretty heavy. We're going to say 1300 pounds, but a few websites did say 2000. And those are that's when it's fully grown and it, that is the two humped camel. Mm. Okay. Then the one humped camel is the dromedary camel, dromedary. I don't know. That camel. Um and it too can much get drama. up to 7. Yeah. One hump. <laughs> It can get up from 7 to 11 feet long and about 6 and a half feet tall. And it can weigh about 800 to also about 1,300 pounds, oh, okay. give or take. So it's a little smaller. It's a little smaller. I love that. But also, it's not... The one hump Campbell. <laughs> They're about the causes same. Causes so much more drama. <laughs> drama mama. Llama. Llama drama camel it is related to the llama llama drama camel (laughs) drama llama instead of drama llama moose it's drama llama camel (laughs) cool all right so their history the drum what nothing oh okay i thought you were gonna say something no okay Now I'm curious. Just say it. I was going to say, isn't there that song called Llama, 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 Duck? I think but so. what if it was... I know, like, what is it? It's like, happy llama, sad llama, very, very stupid llama, mama llama, drama llama, or super llama, mama llama, drama llama, moose is the one I know, and then there's, like, yeah. more to it. And then there's, like, llama, 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 yeah. llama. Yeah. I don't know. There's but if it was camel, stuff. it'd be like camel, 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 The dogs thought Good. it was funny. Good. They're barking. And that's them laughing. Anyways, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So their history. Dro- dromedary. I don't know how to say it. It's D-R-O-M-E-D-A-R-Y. Oh, I don't know. Uh, dromedary. Anyways, those camels. Those drama. The D camel. <laughs> drama camels. Yeah, the drama camels. <laughs> um, 
And then also the domestic Bactrian camel were named in 1758 by a Swedish zoologist, Carl Linus, Linus? Um, who only knew of the domestic variety. And then the wild Bactrian camels were discovered in 1878 by Nikolai Prejevaleski, a Russian geographer who explored Mongolia and Tibet. Uh, and then they were thought to have been first domesticated by native people more than 5,000 years ago. So they've been domesticated for a very long time. Wow. But it also makes sense because Middle East and Asia and stuff. And then, however, they um, were also... So they used to be able to freely roam, like, the Arabian deserts and stuff. But now they're mostly extinct from the wild. But there is a very large domestic population that's like throughout so there are a lot of camels still but in the wild not really they're all domesticated um and then in the 1800s the first camels were imported to australia to be used to help people get in between places in the vast desert and then since then more camels have been like brought into australia and now it's just there's a whole bunch of feral like a huge feral population of camels in australia That just kind of roam the deserts of Central Australia. And they estimate it's as high as a million camels. In Australia? Yeah. So, yeah. So there's a lot of camels. Uh, they're either domesticated or feral, and then the wild ones are endangered. But they only live so in It's kind of a weird thing. Is like... No, they live in, like... They still live in Asia and... I think maybe Africa. Um, so you can still find them in places, but they're all just domesticated. <laughs> right, right. There's not a lot of wild ones. So the wild ones. So it's a really weird able, like the wild ones roam an island, essentially. <laughs> no, the feral ones roam oh, an island. So sorry. they're not wild, they're the feral. feral ones roam an yeah, island. it's really confusing and weird because they're like, they're claimed as endangered, but there are quite a few of them, but they're either domesticated or they're feral. They're not just free wild weird. camels. It's super weird. weird. Like, it's just kind of like me saying, like, well, what's the difference between wild and feral? Yeah. Like, obviously the feral ones aren't domesticated, so they're, like, kind of wild, right? But no. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> so. But most llamas yeah. are claimed. and I think it's also species yeah. to species. I llamas. Mean, camels. <laughs> Sorry. Camels? I don't know what I was thinking. Of yeah. <clears throat> There's, like, camel farms and stuff, so. Um, so their conservation efforts, so the wild Bactrian camel is considered critically endangered, um, by the IUCN because its population is decreasing because the wild camels, and they say, like, the wild camels are one of the most endangered large mammals, which I find so crazy. Um, and according to the Wild Camel Protection Foundation, there are fewer than 1,000 wild camels alive. Um, but then there are the other species. I think 
is extinct as far as wild ones go, and they're just known as domesticated or feral. Um, and those, but there's a lot of those ones. <clears throat> so, the Bactrian one is critically endangered. Why is it? And you can find them in China and Mongol- nice. Mongolia. Do you know why it's called what? the Bactrian uh, camel? Oh my gosh. I'm not sure. I couldn't find why they picked the name they okay. picked. But I know that they were named in 1758. Oh, nice. But it didn't say, like, why they picked it. Um, one, a couple of things I saw said, but I couldn't, I couldn't, um, when I tried to, like, back up my research with yeah. more research. You know how, like, you, like, try to, like, yeah, check yeah. your resources? I couldn't find anything to back up what it said, but some, like, one of the things I read said that camel in Arabic means oh, beauty. Okay. So I don't know if that's true or not. So if it is, maybe that's how they got their name. Camel. I don't know about, like, Bactrian versus the dromedary yeah. one. I was but, just wondering if Bactrian, um, yeah. I don't know, because I was thinking of, like, wedding trains, you know? And then it's, it kind of hitches <laughs> yes. onto the hip. And they yeah. are the desert train. So it was like a, a back train. So, I'm not Anyways. sure. That's cool. Yeah. I'm not sure. I tried. I like looked and like, how did camels get their name? But like, They're just called a camel. I didn't get much. Camel, 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 yeah. camel, 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 duck. And then there's the different species. <laughs> um. So the... Wild Camel Protection Foundation was established in 1997 with the sole aim of protecting the Bactrian camels. They set up a natural reserve, a nature reserve in China for the wild camels, and they, uh, the aim is to protect its habitat and their fragile, unique desert ecosystem. Nice. So, they are in China and Mongolia being protected, and hopefully they can kind of continue that and not be so sure. endangered. That'd be nice. But there is a lot of them that are domesticated and feral. But those, just the one hunt camel yeah. versus the two, it just kind of depends on the species. Can you imagine growing up and being so- like, when I grow up, I want a pet camel. I looked into what it, like, for, like, the special thing at the end of, like, is the camel the right pet for you? But I couldn't find enough stuff on owning a camel that, it was, like, I got a bunch of, like, veterinarian stuff on, like, when breeding a camel. I'm, like, no, I don't want to know about breeding a camel. I just want to know, like, what it takes to own one. How can (laughs) you breed a camel? How can you breed a camel if you don't own a camel? (laughs) Right. I just want to know what it's like. like, What do I need to own a camel? Do I need a large desert? Do I need, like, how many acres do I need for it to roam? Or would it be happy just hanging out in my backyard like a horse in a stable? Like, what do I need? Well, you see, Nicole, (laughs) when a mama camel and a daddy camel love each other very much, (laughs) they get together. I need a mom and a dad to give me a baby. They bump their homes. But how much land do I need for them to get together? (laughs) <laughs> you need enough for their home. What kind of environment do I need? <laughs> enough for their home. <laughs> Get really big so in case I go on vacation, I don't have to feed it. It'll be fine. There so you go. Crazy. 
What do you think the camel eats? Um, sand. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> a sandwich. <laughs> that would have been clever. You put the sand in sandwich. <laughs> I don't know. Probably vegetation. Any vegetation it can find. Yeah, they are herbivores. Um, but one thing I read, a couple of things I read said that they are known if they really need to, like if they're desperate enough, they will chew on like carrion, like dead animals, oh, um, to okay. supplement their diet. Like mostly like they'll chew on like the bones yeah, or eat some of the like leftover stuff in the desert, but it's not super common. They usually just stick to their their plants. Yeah. Um, but if that that's sense. wrong, feel free to correct me. Well, um, I feel like that makes sense. And then carrion is the chemical that I thought makes it up made exoskeletons, sense. So did you? Never what? Mind. <laughs> you glitched out. Oh, <laughs> okay. I said, uh, carrion is the is a chemical that makes up the exoskeletons of animals, and it's in the squid beak, which is mm. interesting. Um, so um, camels could eat squid beaks. <laughs> now I have to look this up. I think if it's the right chemical, I hope it's the right chemical or the right thing. Thinking of, are you thinking more of like carrot? Oh, maybe it's that one. Those dang teas. Yeah, because carrot in the middle of there. Yeah. So carrion is like the decaying flesh of. Oh, animals. never mind. <laughs> Not the same so. thing, but that carrying. Yeah, that makes sense. Carrying. If uh, I don't even know how to spell. If they're in the desert and there's not much vegetation, obviously they have to eat something. Yeah, you know, I can't eat meat, but if I had no food to eat and there was only meat, I yeah. would eat it. Deal with the consequences <laughs> later. <laughs> yep. You know, better than starving. It's true. Um, so it made yeah. sense to me, but if it's wrong, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and then they, so this is how well they're adapted for living in the desert in the land of like nothing, but sand for sandwiches. Uh, their lip can split. So it's like a split leathery lip, which helps the camel to eat tough, thorny plants, which other animals avoid. So think like thorny bushes or like blackberry bushes uh-huh. you know like they're thorny i don't know if there's blackberry bushes obviously but like those kinds of things they'll eat the thorny things or like i don't know if they eat cactus or not but they can eat those things without getting hurt because of their thick leathery lips <laughs> which sounds weird <laughs> those thick, thick leathery, leathery lips. lips they just make my humps go big <laughs> oh my gosh oh man oh man um they are also known to consume plants that are high in salt which also means that it's less like competition for them because other animals usually avoid those plants because they don't want all the salty right food but that camels would also don't dehydrate care. them thorny salty i'll eat it yeah but camels don't care about being oh. dehydrated 
Yeah. Not usually. Not too much. They don't take too much care into being like, oh, this will dehydrate me. They'll be like, meh, mm. I'll make it so work. So they'd really like some fries. Yeah, they would really like, they could survive on fries. <laughs> um, so one of the most crazy things about camels is the abil- their ability to store the energy from their food and water as fat in their humps or their hump, depending mm. on which camel. Um, which means they have a ready supply of energy when food and water are scarce. So when they're traveling through the desert and they don't have food or water nearby, they they just use their humps. Um, and camels can lose up to 40% of their body weight before needing to replenish themselves. And once a water, like, oasis or water is found, they can drink around 30 to 40 gallons of water in a very short time, like less than 20 minutes. Wow. They can just... Wow basically inhale it (laughs) yeah that's a lot 30 to 40 gallons of water it said a lot of them was like 30 gallons within like 13 minutes so 30 to 40 would be like less than 20 that would can you imagine if we did that imagine if you're swimming in this like little watering hole and a camel comes up and just like drinks all the water and you're just like suddenly like in the (laughs) sand pit it'd be like a mud putt (laughs) so funny um so like cows camels are ruminants meaning they regurgitate their food back up from their stomachs and chew it again but i talk a little bit more about how they're not quite ruminants in during the lightning round um but they are kind like they have like that multiple stomach chamber dealio going on for them to like basically bring it back and keep on keep on going with it which is so crazy yeah and then a camel do you want to guess how long a camel can survive without water isn't it like crazy isn't it like at least a week is it more than a week it's more than a week um Mm -hmm. three weeks is that too much not quite but kind of okay so you you're 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 basically there. Uh ba- depending on what research you look at, and it depends because they say like depending on how much the camel is using its energy will kind of determine how quickly it's going through its fat stores and how quickly it's going through its like okay. stuff. Um <laughs> But also it depends on if they're finding food. So if they can have food, they can last longer. If they don't have food, it's a little mm-hmm. bit shorter. But the average and the majority of what I found without specifically water was 15 days. Oh. But then a few other things said like they could go months without water as long as they're finding food. Oh, interesting. So, it was kind of an awkward, hard thing to find an exact number okay. on. But it's more so, than a week. For safety reasons. Yes. It's more than two weeks. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. But that's... Yeah. One thing I read was, like, if they can find consistent... Like, if they can consistently keep finding food, they can last, like, months. Like, seven to ten months that's without crazy. water. But I'm like, is that real? Because I guess they're finding water sources through their food, so they're not necessarily drinking, but at the same time, I'm like, 
Or is that just like these people? I don't know. Yeah. You know, it was kind of like a weird. Maybe it's they're... a weird one to try and find the answer to. Maybe they're not watching their camel <laughs> enough. And the maybe. camel is just like, maybe. they're not looking. <laughs> they drink water pretty quick, so yeah. maybe. They just slurp it all up. Um, yes. Drink the water bottle. Go, go, go. So, yeah. All right. So here's where we kind of talk about their, depending on their activity level. So camels store fat in their humps like we've talked about, which is used for their energy when food and water is in short supply. The length of time the camel can survive on this stored fat depends on the climate of and the animal's activity level. The hump changes sizes depending on the amount of food that the animal eats, and the camel's hump may lean over or droop when the food is scarce. Okay. So it's kind of like when it starts yeah. to be like, oh, I don't have very much stuff. I'm losing my, you know, so it starts to use its yeah. backup. Yeah. What do you think are camels' threats and predators? Mm, humans. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, we are. Um, we are. I don't know. Humans. Climate change? It's okay. <laughs> A lot of people don't really know. <laughs> because the wild ones are now, like, the ones that are wild are in a protective reserve, like, na- nature reserve... They don't really have any threats or predators there. And then the other ones are all domesticated or they're feral, so they also don't really have that many threats and predators other than, like, people hunting them for, like, the feral ones to keep them away from their domesticated ones or they also need the supplies of water and food for themselves. Um, So they kind of say like because the camels are so large they would have had some limited like natural predators like lions and leopards would probably be their most common predators but they're also in like these really ridiculous deserts that not a lot of those animals are even in because they're like there's no food for me out here (laughs) that animal is much too difficult to get i'll probably hunt something Mm -hmm. a little easier if i'm going to be out in this ridiculous desert so, camels probably didn't have that many, like, yeah. food chain, like, predators huh. necessarily. It was mostly humans that are their problem with, um, basically habitat loss is the biggest thing. And then sometimes human conflict, people will kill them for, like, sport or for meat because mm-hmm. they eat them. Or they take them to domesticate them and all that stuff. So, And then the other one that it said was human activities like legal mining operations can spread into their habitats as well. So habitat loss mostly and yeah. hunting. Hmm. So that's the, their threat. Way to go us. I know. All right. Time for their environment. What kind of conditions do these animals actually live in? Let's kind of get a good <laughs> idea, shall we? <laughs> we know desert, but what specifically uh, desert, you know? So they're mostly found in hot deserts like northern Africa and the Middle East throughout the deserts of northern Africa and the Middle East. 
and as far uh, yeah, and as far into Asia as the Western India, as far as Western India, where the surroundings can change from soft, powdery sand dunes to more hostile, rocky oh. regions. And then uh, millions of domesticated camels exist in the desert, along with the feral population in central Australia, which is just a giant mm. desert. Um, and then specifically the Bactrian, <clears throat> Bactrian, yeah, camels are native to the Gobi Desert in China and the and oh, the Bactrian steppes of Mongolia, steppes. I don't know, a place in Mongolia. So, Africa, Middle East, China, Mongolia is kind of where Australia now because they were imported to Australia, (laughs) Australia. And then the basically (laughs) your South American camels are llamas and alpacas. Okay, so we don't have camels so it's kind of where llamas and alpacas kind of they're like descendants of the camels so there's like theory of like evolution that like camels that were brought over for war and different things and domesticated in a certain way then kind of made llamas and Hmm. alpacas interesting so yeah um because they are related uh I moved past my thing. There we go. So in order to conserve conserve vital moisture in such hostile conditions, camels have a minimal number of sweat glands, which to their body ratio is actually very few. Uh, and That's then weird. they're also capable of allowing their body temperature to rise in the heat, which means that they lose like less water more slowly than other larger mammals. So they're basically really good at containing all of their water and just very, very, very slowly allowing it to Interesting. Yeah. They have a lot of control over how much water they get rid of. Does that mean they control Um, how much they pee? I talk about how they pee in a minute. Oh, wait. Yeah. I talk about their pee and stuff. It's pretty, it's actually really crazy. Um, uh, But the other cool thing is, even though they live in these, like, hot climate deserts, people only think that they can survive or, like, they only live in these hot deserts. But because deserts can get really, really cold Uh temperatures, camels do well as, like, in cold temperatures. So they can also be okay in, like, 20 degrees Fahrenheit weather. Interesting. So they'll be fine in the snow. Yeah. That's that's impressive. It's crazy. They're Yeah. So they're they're not only like hot climates, they can survive cold temperatures as well. So it says they can survive in temperatures ranging from twenty degrees Fahrenheit, which is minus twenty nine degrees Celsius, to hundred and twenty degrees Fahrenheit, which is forty nine wow. degrees Celsius. That's a huge range. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. Dog. Uh, that would be Munster. He just wants all of the attention and all of the play. He's ridiculous. Alright, so their behavior. Um, so they live in herds, up to 40 individuals. 
or their uh, caravan, or their <laughs> train, or their flock, whatever you want to call them, their group. They will be grouped together, but they're also fine being them solitary. Um, but they are social for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're mostly comprised of females, and they're young, which is led by one single dominant male. Um, they are social, and they live in their groups called. And then the adult dominant male, like, as all the babies and the younger males start to, like, get older, the dominant male will kind of start chasing them out. And then they basically form their own little bachelor herd. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) It's pretty cute. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So there are a few males, like, within the herd, but until, like, the dominant male, like, chases them out, they're kind of in the herd. But then once they get chased out, they join or form a bachelor they're given the hoof Um, instead of the boot yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) so during breeding season dominant males will protect their says their harem of females by biting spitting and leaning into their rival males and then they spend their day Mm -hmm. walking looking for food and water and resting and they rest by laying down and they do so by bending their front legs underneath them and then they follow followed by their back and then they just kind of chill so they don't like go back to forward they go Mm -hmm. forward to back um yeah and then they are also known to like Kind of like giraffes where, like, both right legs move and then both Mm -hmm. left legs move. That's how they walk so they don't do, like, the opposite and opposite. They, like, move one side and then they move the other side. And then they move one side and then they move the other side. So they're kind of similar to giraffes in that way. Um, And then... With the exception of the males establishing dominance during breeding, camels are actually not super aggressive, and they're pretty, like, chill. Um, They don't have a lot of aggressive outbursts. Very rarely do they, but it's usually only during breeding that they get aggressive. And they do communicate with a lot of different sounds, um, such as moans and loud bellows, and then moms and newborns will hum to each other, which I thought was super cute. Yeah, I just imagine these cute little hamels. hamels. These hamels. Little hamels. <laughs> these camels humming. T- these hamels. Oh, I can't switch that. These camels humming to each other. <laughs> it took me a second. But what I got there, it was good. Yeah, yeah I, I saw the click. <laughs> I was about to say it, and I was like, nope. <laughs> We're not going to yep, say I'm that. I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> I almost uh, did. Those were the few times I caught myself before I just immediately uh, said it. Yeah. Those. <laughs> Everyone else can make the switch hamels, in your own mind. <laughs> those hamels. Camels. Hamels humming. humming. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, so the moms and babies will hum to each other. And then they also say that they may blow on each other's faces as a friendly way of greeting one another. Which would have been even better with those hamels. <laughs> no. <laughs> hamels humming and blowing <sighs> each other. It's so weird because they're mama and babies. 
Oh. Hey. <laughs> um, so, positions of the head, neck, and ears, and tail have different meanings in the camel I'm sure they society. do. <laughs> All three of those things were well, each other, man. Told you those hamels just have to bump their bumps. Bump their humps. Hump their bumps. <laughs> Uh, I almost, I almost, instead of doing, like, reviewing what animal it was after the drummel, thought about playing My Humps, My Lovely Lady. Check it out. <laughs> my Hump, My Hump. That song. But then I was like, oh, probably. it's probably copyrighted, though, and I probably can't. <laughs> so I didn't, but I wanted to. I mm. thought it would have been so funny. <laughs> like, here's your last clue. Uh, I feel like you would have yeah, gotten it probably. immediately. And then the last thing for the behavior is their pee. Okay. When they use the bathroom, their poop is very, very, very dry because they don't let any, like, they don't waste moisture. So it's very dry. And their urine is extremely concentrated, which means that it's allowing them to retain more water because their kidneys are insane. Like, super crazy filters that, like, get rid of all the stuff you don't need. Concentrate it, like, into this heavy, like, just the stuff we don't need, but we're keeping all the water. Isn't that crazy? Sounds painful. (laughs) I mean, if you never know what it's like to have all the moisture, you never know. Yeah, but do you feel like... Camels are constantly constipated. I mean, they're still peeing. It's just not like watery. Imagine like really. I just imagine it to be like really dark urine, which explains why they smell so bad. I know that's probably why horses are so scared of them because they just smell like they're. Well, yeah, and they probably are like (laughs) instead of like the juice concentrate, it's urine concentrate. I feel like a horse would also look at them and be like, "Just that's not a horse." That's a misshapen <laughs> horse. It's not an alpaca either. <laughs> Something happened to yeah, your neck, Yeah, what's on bro? your back? <laughs> it's an ingrown hair. Oh, Leave man. it alone. <laughs> oh, no. I don't believe in popping sits. Gross. It's my mating bump. <laughs> my hump. Oh, it's my mating horn. My temporary horn. I'm a unicorn! <laughs> my horn is just in the wrong spot, okay? <laughs> it's not on my face, it's on my back. <laughs> Anyways. Like a carousel. What? Because <laughs> I was thinking of, like, what if... Okay, this is my... Yeah. my tra- what? My thought process. <laughs> Like a what? Is like, because we were saying, like, their horn is on their back, right? Instead of on their head or their face. And then it was like, oh, what if that is how, like, unicorns were drawn with, like, their little horn, like, on their back? They'd have, like, this, like, little random spike. And I was like, oh, it's kind of like a carousel, like, comes, like, right through the middle. <laughs> it's like, no, I get it. Spike. I get it. That was my I'm thought process. So I just blurted out, like, a carousel yep. without bringing you along with me for that right. quote. Pun intended. Yeah. Ride. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Okay. 
So now that we talked a little bit about the dominant males and whatnot, let's talk and babies and moms humming. <laughs> Those, what was it? Hamels. Hamels humming. <laughs> uh, let's talk about their life cycle, shall we? Ooh. <laughs> okay. So, and you know, if you want to own a camel, you can only own them if you can breed them, apparently. Yeah. So when a mom and camel you get- and a daddy camel love each other very much. They make a baby camel. And this is where Nicole starts. Yeah. It's a... <laughs> There's... I, I linked a video in my resources to... Of uh, camels? Some of the... Of not the mating, but of some of their rituals of when, like, pick me, choose me, I'm ready to mingle. Um, So camels, when they're able to breed is roughly between the ages of three to four for females and about five years old for males. And then the dominant male of the herd has the breeding rights with his female posse, his harem of females. So both female and male camels come into heat during the breeding season, which is usually between November and March. (laughs) In preparation for mating, a male camel has something called a doula and it's basically this pink sack he like throws up <laughs> and it just hangs out of his mouth <laughs> on the side of his mouth and it just he just drools excessively and he spits and does like this low gurgling sound and it sounds Oh, funny. That's disgusting. <laughs> and he gets foamy, so he almost looks like he has rabies because he's got a foamy mouth. <laughs> I'm a female camel. Let me go around to all these male camels and see which pink sack is the wettest. That's weird. Oh, gross. It's weird. <laughs> the most frothy. Yeah. Gross. Which one has um, the most bubbles? Yeah. I picked oh, that he one. Also, <laughs> he also will rub his like neck on anything and everything because it gets his scent everywhere. And he'll pee on his own tail and like Ew. wave it to attract the women because of all of his pheromones and his no. urine. <laughs> no, honey, this is disgusting. to find the sound that he makes i feel like camels just go around being like "Mm, who can be the dirtiest let's see (laughs) am i grosser than you oh my gosh i'm gonna find the sound camel (laughs) is that what the sound was the like floppy wet thing Ew. <laughs> Ew. That's disgusting. Nicole showed me the video. She'll link it in the resources. <laughs> That's disgusting. It is linked in the resources. But that like... <laughs> yeah. It just sounds like he's drowning. Like... It's basically so just like... I don't even... It's so... It's so weird. It is so... 
weird. It's like a gross version of blowing bubbles into your drink. You know how it's like, yeah. but it's like yeah. grosser. But way grosser. Cause like a sloshy. in the yeah. mouth and it's like this weird pink air sac coming out of your mouth and just dangling like a rooster or a turkey. It's so weird. <laughs> like how they have their little dangly thing on their necks. It's like that. It's so yeah. weird. <laughs> So that happens for mating, uh, and when it's successful, women or females are um, pregnant for about 12 to 14 months, and then they have their little babies, and when they have their babies, they actually go, like, off on their own into this private area, and they have their young, and, um... Because they're like, nobody wants to see this. I'll do it by myself. I didn't want to see your, like, doula, but here, you know... (laughs) Seriously. Uh, a whole new meaning to doula. So, so she goes off on her own and she'll either have one and then rarely do they have two, but one, but it does happen that they'll have twins occasionally, but usually it's just one calf and they're about 40 kg at birth, which I did not look up the, the uh, thing. It's probably like 80-ish pounds. Um... And then a newborn camel is born without humps, and they give birth to... Oh, no, sorry. I skipped my line back up to the top. <laughs> a newborn so born camel without humps. <laughs> has no ham- humps, and it gives birth to another newborn camel. It's like those Russian dolls. <laughs> yeah. It's a never-ending camel cycle. Um, but they do have small little peaks with tassels of curly hair to indicate where the humps will grow which is Aww, so cute that's cute they just have like these bangy bangy these like bang curly hair like tufts on their cute. little backs it's so cute newborn calves just like baby camels are so yeah. cute <laughs> um so they're able to walk within about 30 minutes to eight hours in that range they'll usually be able to walk stand and nurse Okay. And then in about two weeks after birth, they rejoin the herd. And then after about a couple of months, like two to three months, the calf will start to eat grass. And then in about four months, they're fully weaned. And then they're, they just eat all the other vegetation and just grow their humps. Um, mm. And then they become fully mature and full grown around seven years old. And then camels typically live anywhere between 17 to 18 years in total. Wow. Yeah. So that is their life cycle. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Their little... <laughs> A little. And the, in the video, like, before, it's, like, running, and it's, like, lips are just, like, flapping everywhere. It's, it's so funny. <laughs> It really is just like so a derpy. a derpy horse. <laughs> they are. <laughs> okay, so time for some cool weird facts slash the lightning round. So, um, unlike other mammals, camels have unique oval-shaped red blood cells, which allows the blood to keep flowing smoothly when the animal becomes dehydrated and the blood starts to thicken. Hmm. Which is Interesting. super cool. Yeah. And then, thanks to their thick pads of skin on their chest and knees, camels can comfortably sit in very hot sand. 
Their humps can let them store up to 80 pounds of fat, which they can live off for weeks to months. Camels can run at 25 miles per hour, which is 40 kilometers per hour for long periods of time. Wow. Or if they're in a hurry, slash if their owner is in a hurry, they can kick up their speed to 40 miles per hour, which is 67 kilometers per hour. Whoa. For like sprints and short distances. That's almost as fast as um, I go when I'm on my way to work in the morning. Right? <laughs> it's pretty fast. I could take camel, camel to work. Decent way to Yeah, you could take a camel to work. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Riding a camel to work. Yeah, just leave it outside, um, let it munch on the tree. Yeah, there you go. Spit on everyone. Yeah. Because it says not to make them angry. They spit when they are trying to distract whatever they think is a threat. Oh. So. Interesting. Maybe you do want it to spit on everyone, but maybe not pee on anyone? I don't know. Well, yeah. Probably not. Okay. Cool. So, some calves are born completely white, and then they turn brown as their adult coat comes in. Ooh. And then, like other domestic animals, um, they are bred... Uh, yeah, so camels are bred for a lot of different reasons now, such as making faster camels for camel racing. And <laughs> this is so crazy to me. Camel's milk is lower in cholesterol and higher in vitamin C and minerals like sodium and potassium compared with the milk of other ruminants like cattle and sheep and deer. However, they aren't a true ruminant, right? Because instead of four stomach chambers or four stomachs, they only have three. So they're mm. kind of like cattle and deer in that sense, but they're also not. Okay. Um, and then the milk that comes from camels is also considered to be more human-like than cow milk is. Oh, man. Um, and it's, they're saying they're getting, I don't know if it's already available or if they're trying. <laughs> or, and they're going to eventually have camel milk available at grocery stores, at least in Europe. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's going to be available in the U.S. or not, but it's interesting. Maybe in, like, Australia and Europe or something. I don't know. It'd be interesting to try once. It yeah, is, once. It is good for you. <laughs> it's like goat milk. I tried goat milk once and I didn't like it. It tasted too soapy to me. Mm, that's weird. Yeah. <gasps> Um, and then camels don't start sweating until temperatures reach 106 degrees. What? Yep. And then, like I said in the trivia, camels were used in the war e as military camels, even in the USA. Yeah? Are you fascinated by camels? This is my human, everyone, because there's no way I can block out his sound. <laughs> He's sitting on my lap. Um, and then the last one I have is they can travel up to a hundred desert miles without any water. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of mileage with no water. I, I don't even think I can drive a hundred miles without water. <laughs> Let alone walk in a desert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I've got a couple of famous camels. Um, there's a movie called The Weeping Camel, which is about a 
camel, like two camels who give birth. One of them has like a really easy birth. One of them has a really, really hard birth. And the one that has a really hard birth ends up having a white baby camel. And then she basically like rejects her baby. So it's like this whole village coming together to keep this baby alive and try to like reconnect the relationship between the mom and the baby. Um, And they're like, we need to do this ancient ritual or whatever. And so it's cool it's touching at least that's what i read it was about yeah i didn't watch it but i did read um and then another one is called tracks is a movie about camels like an animation one i think no 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 i'm sorry tracks is actually one that i have seen and it's also a book it's about a girl who gets a couple of camels and she goes across like she travels this like ridiculous journey from one point in australia to another Mm -hmm. and it's a book she wrote like a book and like national geographic follows her and takes pictures of her journey and stuff and funds it and then they made it a movie nice another movie coming out um i believe is maybe by disney pixar i'm not sure but it's called hump it's about a camel on a journey and it comes out in 2022 so it's not out yet it's in the making that's it's exciting. It's got a really good cast. Yeah, like what I was looking at, it's got a really good cast. I'm kind of excited for it. Um, and then there's a lot of different camels that make appearances in a lot of other Disney movies like Zootopia and yeah. other ones. There's a lot of camels in a lot so, of movies that make yeah. appearances. Um, and then story time, I found a couple of stories about how the camel got its hump. Um, Ooh. And so my brief explanation of both of those is the creator of life named Jin created life and um, made a man and gave him, made him a dog, a camel, and a donkey. Um, And then there's a few different variations of it, but in all the variations, the camel is a... lazy and grumpy oh (laughs) he doesn't want to work he like finds his own oasis basically somewhere else and is like i'm not gonna work why am i gonna work and then eventually the creator comes to him and is like all right i'm taking away your races basically takes food and water away from him so he has to travel to the man and like the other animals and then he has to like help and work Mm. for them um and specifically how he got the hump is he used to always say humph, and then, like, because he was grumpy, he was just like, humph, and then eventually lost the extra H, so then it just became hump. <laughs> humph. Uh-huh. So it was just my, humphing around. Quick story. <laughs> humphing around. Humph. Stop humphing around. Don't. You humphrey. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. Um. <laughs> And then for my last little special segment, since I couldn't find if a camel is the right animal for you, instead it's human versus camel. Oh, man. Who wins? <laughs> so I have a few activities, um, and I have, like, what the... This was a really quick Google search. I did not back up any of the data that I, like, found. I was just like, mm, okay, works for me. So if <laughs> any of it's wrong, I, I apologize now. <laughs> I did I did not, like, deep dive into this information. So who wins in running? So a human at top speed can run 28 miles per hour for a short distance, and that's like top speed running, while a camel 
top speed is 40 miles per hour for yeah. short distance, or it can run a very long time at 25. The camel wins. The camel wins. Who's better at traveling? The camel. <laughs> Humans can travel on average about 20 to 30 miles a day on foot, while camels without baggage can travel about 38 miles. Um, with baggage, Dang. can travel about 20 miles a day. So it kind of is about equal. Huh. It's just camels have to lug around our baggage versus yeah. us carrying around like our own little small baggage. Yeah. Uh, sweating. So humans can sweat up to three liters a day, and Gross. we start sweating at the temperature of 98.6. While camels rarely sweat, and they start sweating after 106 degrees Fahrenheit. Dehydration. So camels can last about seven months before they're, like, fully dehydrated. Mm. Question mark is kind of what I put on there of, like, eh, maybe seven-ish months? Because yeah. lots of things. As for humans, it all just depends on the situation. Like, if you're bedridden and you're not doing anything, you can last months dehydrated. If you are super active, like if you're traveling through a desert like a camel would be, then you can't last very long, maybe like a day or two. Right, um, right. Starvation. How long can humans go without food until they starve? About 8 to 21 days. Camels can go several months. Wow. I don't know if several months is totally accurate, but at least weeks. So yeah, I still feel like the camels will win. Um, and then temperatures. What temperatures can humans versus camels surviving so camels can survive temperatures ranging from 20 degrees fahrenheit to 120 degrees fahrenheit while humans can only maybe survive 56 degrees fahrenheit to 108 degrees fahrenheit for a short while we can't survive in those temperatures long only little little bits yes yeah but camels can be fine for a while overall Camels are much better survivors than we are. Yes, yes. They're better equipped. The survi- yeah. If I had to have, like, the survival skills of an animal, I feel like a camel would be a good option. That's fair. Or the water bear. Or the water bear. Also true. And just basically, like, Cairo sleep. <laughs> or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Versus just... Crypto. I store lots and lots of fat and I am capable of you know, not losing water. Yeah. Concentrated pee. Concentrated pee. Yep. But that's the camel for ya. That's pretty cool. Camels are pretty wild. I mean, pretty domesticated. But pretty <laughs> They are pretty domesticated and feral. But they're pretty cool. <laughs> we want them to be more wild. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well thank you yeah thanks nicole my pleasure enjoy your next hump day and think about the camel and how really awesome they actually are yeah and how much they just make a disgusting sloppy sound (laughs) they do make a swamp sound thank you Well, until next time, animal lovers. Bye. 
Thank you so much for joining us, animal lovers. This has been the Animal Facts Podcast with Nicole and Jayla. Please rate, review, and tell all your friends so we can continue with your support and sharing fun animal facts with you. We are also looking forward to hearing from you, our listeners. So feel free to email us at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com with facts you want us to cover, facts you want us to correct, cool or crazy stories you have involving animals we have talked about in the past or may be talking about in the future, or any wild or domesticated (laughs) animals you'd like us to research and add to our list. We want to hear from you and feature your stories as well, so feel free to email them to us. You can also follow us on Instagram at Animal Facts Podcast for updates and other random things. Click the link in the description for our resources, merchandise, and other cool things. Thank you for listening, liking, subscribing, and supporting us in our animal discoveries and adventures. Our awesome drum roll is provided by my really cool brother and father-in-law, Ethan and Kent Polson. And a special thanks to my best friend, Jewel, for our music. Until Until next time, bye! bye! Did you find your fact? I did. I found my fact. Excellent. Um, so this fact has nothing to do with camels, but it's also kind of the opposite. So camels can live without moisture for a really long time. Uh, yeah. Snails need moisture to survive. However, oh. if they don't have moisture, um, so if the weather's not cooperating, they can actually sleep up to three years. Whoa. Yeah. So it's kind of like they hibernate, um, which also occurs in winter. It's just not as long or in summer um, when it's too hot, but it helps them escape warm climates. So crazy. It's pretty cool. That's a good long nap. Yeah. You imagine sleeping for three years? No. Sometimes I wish I could, but at the same time, I know I wouldn't be able to. Josh probably would love to. Yeah. Yeah. Three-year nap. Sign me up. Yep. But also don't. (laughs) Yeah. Can you imagine going to sleep and then three years go by and then you wake up and you're like, wow, the world looks a lot different.